eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to Full 10 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. And already week two has begun. It is absolutely flown round. We've already seen the Thursday night football match between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. And what a game it was. Traditionally, Thursday night matchups are the ones where we don't see too much happening. It's low scoring on short weeks, but yeah, fantastic game. James, welcome to the show. What do you think of last night's matchup? Yeah, I think it might have caught a few people, me included, by surprise, really. I mean, that that was entertaining. I mean, I, I, it, there were so many, so many plays actually, you know, outscored what I was expecting, apart from the Bengals' defense, which scored pretty much exactly what I expected in, <laughs> in some leagues, negative numbers. Yeah. And Rob, how about yourself? What did you make of last night's game? Yeah, I sort of highlights. Um, uh, one thing I will say, and I've just said off air, um, not that I was bashing him before the season started, but Joe Burrow looks legit like he could be um, an elite weapon. Um, so, yeah, I, like I said, I wasn't bashing him before. Um, I I struggled to see, I think, um, just... I, I struggled to see past the, the one-season wonder, um, which could have been in at LSU, because it was just one season where he was so good. Um, but, I mean, thank... Thank goodness for us as the fans, he has seemingly brought that into the NFL because uh, 61 pass attempts. I mean, that's that's uh, that's uh, yeah, he's going to be great. Yeah, and I very foolishly took the under in last night's game. So uh, Thursday night, you don't typically see high scoring matchups. The under was set. Well, the over under was set at 45, and mm. we got 65 points. So, <laughs> it was um, it was good to see OBJ. Uh, OBJ looked like he uh, could be on the way back to looking good again. Um, I had this discussion with a friend of mine and he sort of said, well, yes and no. And I thought, well, it's just nice to see him making those long runs into the end zone with a sick catch. I think there was question marks whether he was down before. He was, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen enough of it. But he also made a couple of catches which just looked very OBJ-esque, if that makes any sense. Um, so it's good to see that. Uh, the running game, you can start either one of those Cleveland Brown boys, can't you? Yeah, with, with OBJ, I'm very smug right now because uh, the, the trade of the trade target of the week in my article that was released on Wednesday was was OBJ. Definitely. And, of course, I've, I've, I'm now cashing in on that and uh, I will run taking that, that win to the bank. Yeah. And he, he could have had two big plays. He was he was held back on his on his first one, which could have been could have been a touchdown. And the second one, if if I had to put money on whether he was in or out, I, w- I, w- I would say that it wasn't quite a touchdown. But was there enough evidence to, to bring back? Not quite. But it was great to see Baker Mayfield. He had a, he had a spring in mm. his step. He was he was enjoying being back out there. And I, I don't know what's happened since Sunday, but clearly Baker Mayfield, Odell have got in a room together. They've chatted it out. They've, something's happened between those two this week and they've, they've been able to sort it out. And if we can see that chemistry for the rest of the season, then yeah, I, it'd, it'd I, be great. I think it was literally a case of it was the Ravens 
don't worry about it. Um, you know, they're elite. They're, they're, they're such a good defensive unit. They're, they're one of my favourite defensive units to watch, have been for years. Pains me to say because three of my best mates are Baltimore fans, but they, they are good. Um, and, you know, it was the o, new O-line. It was their first game. They clearly have some work to, to, to gel on, um, but I think they will. I think Baker will get better. I think, I think Cleveland are going to be just fine. James, here's a bold question. AJ Green, is he droppable? Ooh, uh, I don't think he's droppable until he gets injured, which is almost a certainty when it comes to AJ Green. His first ball. catch of the game, he limps off the field. <laughs> how, how can you drop someone that you didn't draft? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if anyone's listened to me over this offseason, you would not have drafted AJ Green. I, so, gonna, you I know. mean, to be, on, to be honest, in that, in that vault, I haven't, I haven't really had to um, deal with that problem, as you say, because I don't have AJ Green in any of my rosters. Um, probably, I, I just, I just listen to Rob too much. But well, um, I, I'll let you into a little secret. I, I do my rankings on a Wednesday um, for Fantasy Pros, and that obviously I have to include the Thursday night game. On our fourteen yards rankings, we don't, we just do the weekend games. Um, so we don't, we don't, and the Monday game. So we don't actually include, include the Thursday game. Fortunately for me, I actually had AJ Green's my wide receiver three this week because um, I thought he was going to have a good game. No, I, I, I ain't doing that again. So <laughs> that was my one chance for AJ Green was this week because um, I thought he was going to have a good game because he did look all right in week one. Um, yeah, no, I can't see it anymore. Sorry. Sorry, AJ Green, you had your chance with me. Done. But 13 targets for, for three receptions, that's diabolical. That's just <laughs> not good at all. Uh, Tyler Boyd, he finally had the game that, that we thought he was going to have last week. Seven receptions for 72 yards and a touch. Uh, so that, that's looking promising for him. And then CJ Yuzuma. Like, Yuzuma, ouch. <laughs> I, I've got a curse. I've got a tight end curse this season. So uh, <laughs> yes, you have. We, uh, we've got an auction league, which we, which we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago at the full 10 yards. Blake Jarwin was my week one starter. CJ was my week two starter. And I'll be going into week three <laughs> looking for a third tight end to start. It's a two tight end league start Fantastic. as well. So um, I will be scraping the barrel there, but uh, really disappointing to see, to see him go off. It was, a, it was a great touchdown to, to start the, the Cincinnati scoring. I actually had him as first touchdown scorer at 28 to one. So I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. He wasn't the, the first overall. Uh, Nick Chubb obviously got the, the first touchdown on his way to two, but enjoyable game, some great fantasy performances, uh, loads to build on for, for multiple players headed throughout the season. And I'm excited to watch both of these teams. I think Cleveland's, I've perhaps written them off a bit too quick. Uh, it goes to show just how good Baltimore are, like you, like you said before, Rob. And the Bengals have got a good platform to build on. If they can yeah. get their, their offense firing, get, get improving, they're not going to be a playoff contender. They're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna make it to the postseason, especially in a, a division as strong as they're in. Yeah. But certainly, like you say, Joe Burrow is going to be fun to watch, especially if he's slinging the ball sixty-one times a game. Which does bring bring me on to a point. Joe Mixon, sixteen carries, forty-six yards. That is the second mm. disappointing game in a row for him. Are we looking too much into this? Is he a potential trade for candidate, or is it just a, a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time in the first two weeks? Hold him, trade for him. That's my advice. Um, he is he, he is elite. 
I'm going to go out there and say he's elite. Look at what he did at the end of last year. He's quality. Um, It's just a whole genuine process for Cincinnati. Um, You're right in saying, I I, I agree. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they've got the defense to do that. Uh, And I certainly think, I know it's only week two, but I think you have to win against the Browns, home or away, if you want to make the playoffs. So that's telling, even though it's early doors. There's a lot of gelling he's doing. Um, the O-line's got uh, a couple of pieces that they didn't have last year. Um, now Uzama's gone down. Drew Sample isn't going to be a TE1. So you'd expect Joe Mixon to pick up some of the slack across the middle of the field. So that's that's positive news for him on a fantasy perspective. Uh, I, I'm holding. I'm hold, I've got Mixon in a lot of leagues. I'm not panicking. I'm not trading him away. I'm holding him. Um, if it's, I haven't seen their schedule, so I, I don't know what they've got next week. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to give him at least two or three more weeks. Well, James, he's the kind of player that you can't sit on your bench because of the, the position that you drafted him in your drafts. So it is either a case of you play him and you ride the rough with the smooth or you, you get rid. Which side of the fence are you sitting on right now? I'm on the keep front as well, to be honest. I just, he's, he is too talented. It is. I think there's a little bit of bedding Burrow in and Burrow, you know, standing as authority and working out how best to use the weapons. And I think Mixon's sort of been the odd man out. Um, but now nah, I'm not panicking on Mixon at all at the moment. I think you've still got to keep him. I, especially at this exact point in time, his trade value is probably the lowest it will be all season, at my guess. So you say trade for now, possibly. But um, you're still probably so close to draft that people are clinging on to oh, draft stock and thinking that they want someone from you know who was a second, third round player in the draft, and that's probably not you know not the way that trade is going to work. It'll probably be one of those players that's had a load of trade offers that are the ones where you just go nope uh, and, yeah. leave, and leave them alone. But I mean the one the one person there was one person in this game who I did trade for in the week, and that was Tyler Boyd. Um, in two of my dynasty leagues, I actually traded for Tyler Boyd, and that came out looking quite nice. And with you know AJ Green struggling, Tyler Boyd seems to is a player that I seem to own a lot at the moment, and I'm not unhappy about it. Well, unfortunately for me, it's uh, John Ross, the my most owned Bengals wide receiver. So um, yeah, not a great start to the season for him. However, it has been a great start to the season in general, and we now look into the rest of the week two fixtures. We will talk to you about the uh, start sits and injury concerns that we've got heading into these fixtures and who to look out for. And we're going to mix it up a little bit this week. What we are going to do is we are going to do a draft style. So we are going to each select a matchup until we've got none left, and we are going to time it as well. So you've got two minutes to state your case for players you want to start, sit, and players who have perhaps already been ruled out due to injury. So, Rob, we are going to go with you first. Who, which matchup are you selecting first that is left this week? I'll take the low-hanging fruit with the Cowboys-Falcons. Um, this is just going to be an unoffensive, just just one of them shootouts um, that's going to go 45-41. Yeah, it's going to be big. You're starting every single wide receiver on both sides of the ball. That's Hudo Jones, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, uh, Amari Cooper, 
Um, uh, you're, you're, you're pushing me here. You're pushing me. I haven't got. I got um, 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 uh, CD Lamb. You're starting him. Michael Gallup. No, there you go. There's a five. You're, you're, and Russell Gage. Six. Six wide receivers. You're starting this week. You can even start Hayden Hurst if you have to. There's going to be points galore. Ezekiel Elliott's going to go for 50 fantasy points. Maybe not. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a good game. Um, yeah, I think you start everyone uh, on this uh, in this game. Not named Dalton Schultz. I gave you two minutes and you, you used 50 seconds of them. It's so easy because it, you're starting everyone. There's no, it's it's Matt Ryan. He threw for what 460 odd yards last week. Uh, Dak Prescott can air it out if he, if he, if he needs to. There's so many weapons there that they can use. It's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. The Dallas um, defense is down. Van der Esch and it's not the greatest. Um, it's not as good as it was last year anyway. And the Falcons defense is absolutely miserable. Um, so yeah, start everyone. Next. Yeah, I think for Matt Ryan to throw 450 yards last week, I think to, to get three wide receivers um, combining for 400 yards is, is yep. pretty special. That uh, is going to be a high-powered, high-octane. And we, we said Calvin Ridley, it took me a long time to buy into the hype train, but I am on record as committing into the hype train very, very late in the preseason. And but I say that, but in my home league, I left him on the bench and he had... Uh, <laughs> he had all those points on my bench in week one but yeah absolutely can't wait for that matchup will be a fun one to watch with five seconds to spare we hand the ball over to James James who is your matchup that you are selecting to talk about this week I'm picking one that I'm finding at least easy to talk about even if um, it's not the most exciting matchup and that's the Jaguars at the Titans um, so Big news being AJ Brown is out for this game for the Titans. So, but Corey Davis has been ruled in. However, historically, Derek Henry versus the Jags is a fruitful combination. So, if you have Henry, I mean, you're starting him due to draft capital, but you're definitely starting him in this matchup. Um, Ryan Tannehill could be pretty valuable, albeit I wouldn't pin your hopes on him unless you are um, using him as your streamer option. Um, but the Titans' defense might be one of the top three of the week, even though the Jags had their sort of coming out fight last week saying, yeah, we're not going to tank. Um, they're still a way away from the Titans, I think. On the Jags' side, though, that still means I wouldn't exactly rule out Gardner Minshew being relevant. I wouldn't rule out um, LaVisca getting involved again, and certainly DJ Shark. So... All of them are potentially decent plays. Um, I wouldn't trust the running game for the Jags. I wouldn't be taking your bets on James Robinson, even though he seems to be about the only one left and had a reasonable week last week. Um, even though he's one of the most waiver-wide players, I wouldn't be take, picking him up in this one, and I would be ignoring the Jags D as well. Beautiful, and that leaves me with my first choice, and I am going to go for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Denver Broncos. I think this is going to be another great matchup, and it could be that the Denver Broncos go 0-2, but their season's still not over, as, as you'd say, with, with many teams. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance to go 2-0 to really dominate their position in the AFC and say, look, guys, we are back. This is an interesting one because we have got uh, players on both sides of the of ball that are shown up in the injury report, most notably James Conner for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's interesting because I think it was the Fantasy Footballers podcast that I was listening to before, and they are actually in a league with Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju Smith-Schuster has picked Benny Snell up off the waiver wire. So whether we look into that as anything, whether that is, he's a training with him every day. So whether we, whether we know anything from that, 
remains to be seen. Uh, James Connor has been a full participant in practice uh, for the week, but it didn't take him long to get injured in, in Thursday's match. Uh, sorry, in Sunday's matchup. So I'm not banking on that one. Uh, Juju was also apparent on the injury report earlier in the week. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he's been full practice since. I am firing him up, especially considering that AJ Boye has been ruled out. He's been placed onto IR. So I think uh, the Denver Broncos, I think they're citing um, two, two rookies in their secondary this week, which they will find it very difficult to cover Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, he took some time to get going on Sunday, but uh, it was Monday, sorry. Uh, but he eventually got there in the end. So I am firing him up because I think with the, the Denver Broncos banged up defence, it could, could be a big night for him. On the other side of the ball, we have got uh, Philip Lindsay. He's got his turf toe, uh, even if he is, well, he's, he's been ruled out. It's, it's one of those injuries that you can't play through. And I'm not firing up Melvin Gordon this week. Uh, all we have to do is take a look at Saquon Barkley and his performance against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers run defense. Six yards on 15 carries. I am not citing up Melvin Gordon on this one. Uh, Colton Sutton is questionable with his shoulder. Again, I'm not confident about that one either. KJ Hamler, um, hamstring, he's, he's practiced all week, but it's one of those we've seen hamstrings. Uh, Mike Evans came back too quickly. Kenny Golladay, he's been ruled out for a second week in the row, so I'm not firing up KJ Hamler. But Jerry Judy did look really good, so I am firing him up as well. This could be a really fun matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing it from, a, from an NFL point of view, but also a fantasy point of view. There are a couple of studs out there for you to select. Phew. Rob, I think I went over there. Uh, Rob, your turn. Uh, just to confirm, Jay, uh, you basically said this anyway, but James Connor has now got no injury, con- well, no injury tag heading into the weekend, so he should still be there. But like you said, Benny Snell could be an issue. Uh, okay, um, if if the Cowboys and Falcons is shootout 1.0, the Colts and Vikings are going to be shootout 2.0. Um, now I am not going to come out and say that the. I'd be disappointed if the Colts don't win this because the last time I said that, we lost. Um, I think these are two very similar teams in the fact that they've got very good offences and no defence. So it's going to be a shootout. It should be a shootout anyway. Um, on the Vikings side of the ball, obviously Adam Thielen was over 100 yards and two touchdowns last week. I would not be surprised if he does the same thing again this week. Um, I think I've got him down on my weekly rankings for over 100 yards. Um, Olabiti Johnson, the wide receiver two there in, um, in for the Vikings, got over 50 yards. Again, I can see very similar stat line for for the Vikings in 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 general. They threw a lot. Um, they were very productive on offense against the Green Bay Packers last week. Dalvin Cook had two rushing touchdowns, fifty yards. Um, Indy haven't given up a hundred yards on the ground. I think they've given up hundred yards on the ground once in the last. I want to say all of last season, to be honest, I think there's only 100 yard rush. I think that's Derek Henry. So, you know, it's, it's very rare that Indy do give up a hundred yard games, but we do give up the touchdowns. So, so again, it, it could be a very similar slate for the Vikings on the Indianapolis side of the ball. Again, I think it could be similar to last week in Jacksonville. I think Phil Rivers is going to air the ball out. The three young uh, DBs in, in, uh, in Minnesota are not good. They're not good. 
good. Um, they can be beaten. Paris Campbell looks like he's going to be the target hog, the Keenan Allen kind of guy for Philip Rivers. Uh, he impressed me last week, so I think he's going to have a good game. T.Y. Hilton, he was on my bus list, but I think he could potentially have a good game this, this week. He's not going to have 16 bad games, I don't think, so he could be worth starting. Um, Michael Pittman, I think, is he was on the injury report with a foot injury, so he had to monitor that going into the weekend. I uh, don't think it'll be much deal anyway, but obviously the star and the star of of the week uh, in this game particularly is Naheem because uh, he's <laughs> just a beast and he's going to get a load of receptions, a load of carries. Um, mix that with with JT, Jonathan Taylor. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy production in this game. Start everyone. Oh, and we move over to you, James. Who are your second choice? Well, since you took my team, I'll take yours. So 49ers at Jets. No! So- <laughs> <laughs> I, is that classed as a snipe? Um, <laughs> even in these drafts, it can happen. Anyway, um, so big news coming out of the 49ers is George Kittle is now ruled out for this weekend. So interesting concept. Jordan Reed is not concussed. So he will be the tight end one for the 49ers and could be an interesting backup plan. Debo's still on IR, but Brandon Ayuk looks like he will make his debut this week and could slot straight into the wide receiver one role because Kendrick Bourne wasn't overly productive last week, but I can still see him getting involved. Um, Running back-wise, all three, McKinnon, Coleman, and Moster, are all going to be available and ready and firing. Um, I'd kind of be fine playing each of them, albeit if you'd seen my Twitter earlier this week, I had a sneaky thought that while Tevin Coleman's limited in the home games due to the wildfires, um, I think the away games, they may let him free a little bit while he's got air in his lungs, essentially. So I can see Tevin Coleman having a decent game. On the other side, I can't see anybody having a decent game. Um, the Jets are down Le'Veon Bell. They are down Jameson Crowder. They are down their first-round um, offensive tackle. So I have no faith in any of that offense. And nor do I have any faith in any of that defense. So uh, that's a pretty easy avoid everybody um, for the Jets. So it's pretty one-sided affair. So I'm happy to load up on the Niners. Yeah, me too. Uh, although the Jets pride themselves on their run game, yeah, the 49ers are going to run all over these Jets. Uh, it's not going to be a big day for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, although I may never speak about football again if if we lose this one <laughs> so uh <laughs> i don't hold me to don't that. do it i yeah. did this last week with the jaguars it's not a good train to be on uh no i, I realized that as soon as i said it so uh, that could be my uh, <laughs> early resignation to the show uh shootout 3.0 is going to be the detroit lions at the green bay packers Although we are not going to see Kenny Golladay in this one for a second straight week, there are going to be plenty of options there. Uh, we've got the triple-headed running back monster in Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and Carrion Johnson. And although I'm not going to confidently start any of them with fantasy football production, it does give them enough to go off the ground to be able to set up that passing game. I think Quintus Cephas is going to have another big game here. He got 10 targets last week. There's no reason to suggest against his Packers secondary that he can't do something similar again. Uh, Same with Marvin Jones. I think he is in in for a bigger week this week. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, fire up. Let's go TJ Hawk. I thought um, he's he last week he was the player that we, that we thought he was when he was drafted uh, eight or ninth in the in the first round of the of the NFL draft. So fire up those Detroit Lions. 
On the other side of the ball, it's not a question. You are starting Devontae Adams. He is going to go off. Aaron Rodgers, I'm starting to get more confidence in putting him into my lineups because he's clearly playing angry. He wants to succeed. He wants to just say, you know what, I'm still a top NFL quarterback. How dare you draft Jordan Love, Green Bay. I'm still holding out hope that he comes home to California and he is a San Francisco 49er within the next couple of years. But maybe that's just a bit of a pipe dream. And from the running back position, let's go Aaron Jones. Uh, fire him up without without question. And the wide receiver two position in Green Bay, that is the big question on everybody's lips. Is it going to be Valdez Scantling? Is it going to be Alan Lazard? Play Alan Lazard this week. Maybe play Valdez Scantling as well if you're in a deeper league, but, but let's go Lazard because we believe that he's going to be the, the wide receiver two for the majority of the season. Rob, we're back to you. Where am I going to go here? Um, all right, let's have it. I'm going to go for the Cardinals against Washington football team. Uh, Washington football team defense. I have been growing my love for these guys. Uh, their front seven is pretty special. I've been saying it for quite a while now. I... I do like it, and they did get over, did get off the Philly last week, and they did finish as the as the DST one. Um, they are going to make trouble for Kyler Murray because the O line in Arizona is okay. It's average. It's mediocre. It's not brilliant. Uh, so it all depends on, and this matchup is all dependent on whether uh, the cornerbacks for Washington, which I believe are Kendall. I want to say, um, and if they can take down DeAndre Hopkins, if they can shut him down, then they should be able to get to Kyler Murray, and I think they'll have another good game. However, if said thing does not happen and uh, DeAndre Hopkins cannot be shut down, then he's going to be an easy option for Kyler Murray to throw one out real quick. Um, Kyler Murray is a very, very good quarterback. He can get out of pressure very easily. Um, so for that reason, I think the Cardinals edge it. I think I think Christian Kirk has a nice comeback week this week. Um, he was miserable last year. He was dropped everywhere. Um, I have been telling people, a few people that I know, to, to, to go grab him um, off the waivers because I think he can still have a good role. So... It's a mixed bag for me. Um, I think the Washington DST can have a good game if they can get to Kyler Murray. If they can't, I think Kyler Murray's going to have a good game. D-Hop's going to have a good game. Washington, um, you start Terry McLaurin. You, I'm, I'm sitting Antonio Gibson this week just because I want to see another week of Antonio Gibson um, before committing him to my team. Um, but other than that, Logan Thomas, you probably can if you're desperate at a tight end. The rest I mean, me in the auction league. Is that is that is that my tip to uh, to start <laughs> Logan Thomas? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, don't do that because Logan Thomas actually looks pretty good. So don't ruin his life. <laughs> I'll have to start some Seahawks tight end or something. Uh, James, back to you. <laughs> another another week and another hype train mention for Dallas Goddard. So I'm going the Rams and the Eagles. Um, it's becoming a thing now, but just just trust me with Dallas Goddard. You've seen it in week one. It's going to be season long. Him and Ertz are both going to be effective, both going to be relevant. There's still no Alshon Jeffrey. Jalen Rager is still getting embedded in the offense. This is still not a week to start him, but there is a possibility that he, he's going to have to start coming into your consciousness. 
if he does have a bad game this week, get ready for the pickup on the waiver wire. Um, the big news coming out of Philly, though, this week has all been Miles Sanders being back in uh, training and now looking set to play. So that'll be good news for that offense. Gives them a lot more operability. And I think if you have Sanders, you do start him. Wentz, likewise, if he's not injured, you start him. Um, there are plenty of weapons. Someone's got a threat to God out and hurt. Um, so, yeah, I think the Eagles are looking good. The Rams were reasonably stout again last week against the Cowboys, but I think with the Eagles, it's still going to be pretty much fancy points all around. Um, the Rams, meanwhile, they've got no particular injury concerns, which will be good. It's just that they have a sort of questionable running game in general. Malcolm Brown was fantastic last week, and I still think he is the starter. So, you know, don't get cute with, with, with Akers. It's still uh, Malcolm Brown's offense. If you pick him up, I think go for it. Wide receiver-wise, it looks like Woods and Cup are both going to be okay to go. So you've got to play them if you have them. And Jared Goff is probably the big question mark this week. But considering how Philly couldn't hold back Washington last week, I think you can play Jared Goff this week if you have him or you're streaming. Uh, just to play devil's advocate, uh, Philadelphia have brought in Devonta Freeman for a visit today. Uh, does that worry you? No, because Freeman said um, directly that he will not sign for a team um, for the first week since he starts contact with them. So he 100% won't be playing this week. And even if he comes in, he's going to need a few weeks to get up to match fitness. So he's not panicking me at all. If I am an owner of, say, Boston Scott, I am dropping him already. Well, more so for the fact they the Eagles are clearly not 100% happy with Miles Sanders for whatever reason if they are bringing in Freeman for a visit, whether it's... I don't think that's more Freeman's agent saying, I will honestly sign anywhere. Anyone who's willing to pay me <laughs> minimum. And I think Philly, they, Philly have a habit of having more running backs than they need and not necessarily all of the quality. And this time they would. They kind of just want to have that superpower run game because, you know, they have a superpower tight end room. Yeah, why not have a superpower running back room and let's just ignore wide receiver apart from Rager. Okay, um, we'll head over now to Florida. It is the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady, who is he going to be thrown to this week? It is Scotty Miller season. Let us fire up Scotty Miller. Let's go. Uh, Mike Evans, he's had his hamstring. He only had the one reception last week for two yards, which was a touchdown in fairness to him. But um, he has been uh, limited practice uh, this week with full practice today for the first time. Uh, Chris Godwin is doubtful with a concussion. Uh, the NFL getting a little bit of stick for not picking that up during the game uh, when he clearly looked a little bit shaken. So Chris Godwin is doubtful with a concussion protocol. Gronk, he got a couple of catches, but as we expected, wasn't wasn't prolific. OJ Howard, I think, is going to be the, the tight end to own in Tampa Bay this year. I've picked him up in a couple of leagues this week. But yeah, let's go. Let's go, Scotty Miller. And Rojo, Rojo looked good last week. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I don't think we'll get a, a serious role there. I'm playing him if uh, maybe at a wide receiver two flex if, if you need to, but I'm not feeling great about it. Then on the other side of the ball, if you need me to tell you that you're starting Christian McCaffrey this week, then you should not be playing fantasy football. He is the first person that goes onto your, onto your team sheet each week. 
the, the Carolina Panthers don't have too many injuries uh, across the board. Uh, Farrah Cooper being the, the only one on the offensive side and you weren't considering starting him anyway. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I thought, looked great last week, so let's fire up him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, let's let's beware that his, his rushing capabilities against his Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense might be slightly limited, but of course he's still the receiving option. Ian Thomas didn't do it for me last week, so I am not going with him this week. And I think we're going to have a bit more of a bounce back week from DJ Moore. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to utilize both of those wide receivers in some capacity. And Carolina, of course, are going to have to throw against this Tampa Bay outfit. And I am starting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Let's go. Rob, back to you. Um, no one said Saints Raiders, are they? No. No. Nope. Okay, I will take the Raiders at the Saints on very early Tuesday morning for us, late Monday night football in America. Um, could potentially be shootout 4.0, I think we're on now. Um, you know, we know Drew Brees loves to throw the ball. However, there's no Michael Thomas, so actually I, I, res- I rescind that. I don't think it will be shootout. Um, Derek Carr, though. Derek Carr interests me. He had a good game last week. Uh, airs the ball out a lot to loads of different targets. Uh, Henry Ruggs is 50-50. Uh, I think he picked up a knee injury against the Pats, so he might not play. Uh, and obviously, he was the receiving yard leader last week. But that could open the door for, for the other rookie there, Brian Edwards. He only had nine yards last, year, last week off one reception. But I think that could open up the door for him. Obviously, we know Tyrell Williams has gone for the year. That means there's going to be an outside receiver job going if Ruggs doesn't start. So it could be, um, it could be a good, good little welcome to the uh, NFL week two for for Brian Edwards um, and he could surprise a few and Hunter Renfro um, the guy kind of died in fantasy over the off season because of all of the new uh, the new blood but if there's you know they're fizzling out um, and he was good last year so he could be another one that could be a, a real deep kind of sleeper stash uh, for this week um, but no New Orleans uh, the guy I want to talk about the most is the beneficiary of um, who I think is the most beneficiary the, the biggest beneficiary here we go spit it out eventually Rob uh, the biggest beneficiary of Michael Thomas going down uh, and that is Jared Cook and I've been off Jared Cook off all year I he was in my bust article uh, I think I said in our podcast a few weeks ago you know yeah. don't 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 be going with Jared Cook however Things change. And in this game, as the fans football laws always tell you, you've got to stay water. You've got to stay fluid. You've got to be able to change your opinions on, you know, if something goes, goes wrong. It has gone wrong because Mark Thomas looks like he's going to be missing. I don't think it's been confirmed that he's out, but you would assume with a high ankle sprain that he will be out. Um, and for me, Jared Cook is the guy who's going to get the targets, not because he's a, a wide receiver, but because he's the guy with the safest hands across the middle, the tallest guy, uh, and he still runs for like 16 yards of carry, uh, 16 yards of reception at 34 years old. He can still do it. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to be the main beneficiary. I can see a couple of touchdowns from him. So he is my locked and loaded start of the week. So get Jared Cook in your lineups. Wow, bold move, but I completely agree. And it is most important to remember, like you say, that you you can't be stubborn in fantasy football. You you've got to to move. Melvin Gordon, I was not high on him entering the season now as well. But spoiler alert, I think he's going to be my trade can, top trade candidate to target for after this week. I don't think he's going to have a very good week this week. But turf toe is something that could affect Philip Lindsay for the whole season. So Melvin Gordon, for me, is going to be one of those players that is going to get the carries now. He's not going to have a very good this week, uh, week this week. So your, um, your 
owner in the league could be getting sick of him. That time, time to strike. But I wouldn't have said that a week ago. It's a funny old game, fantasy football. James, who have you got? You've got two minutes and three before the Zoom session ends. Let's go. Patriots, Seahawks. So I'm going to go prime time after Rob went Monday night. Um, it, this is one game where injuries don't seem to have been a factor. There's a few, you know, questionables with Edelman and Harry, but I'm pretty sure they'll both play. They just had limited practices. It's very difficult with the Patriots to really pin down, you know, who in their offense to play. They don't really have a tight end of note. Edelman's your only kind of tried and trusted wide receiver. I wouldn't be trusting Keel Harry just yet. Um, the running game can be best described as awkward, but then again, a Patriots running game is always described as awkward. So I struggle to play anything. Cam Newton is effectively the only Patriot I will play, apart from maybe the defense and Edelman. Um, but it's still you know reasonable matchup. But Seattle, Russell Wilson was quarterback one, and again, like earlier with McCaffrey, if I have to tell you that you need to play Russell Wilson, then you shouldn't be playing fantasy football. He's just incredible. By virtue of that, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are absolute certainties. I think Chris Carson, whether you like him or not, I think he is a must start. Um, Carlos Hyde is actually an interesting thought if you are struggling, you know, if you're in a deeper league where you really do have to scrape the barrel a little bit. Carlos Hyde, if he's available, is a good option and he could find himself with an uptick for the next few weeks. Um, tight end wise, Disley is still is fit and able to play. Olsen is there. They still need to work out who's getting most of the targets. So I'm going to say fade both unless you are in a sort of desperate situation, Dave. But um, <laughs> otherwise, I think. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much start who you'd expect. And for me, I'm going to go for the Chiefs at the Chargers. Both teams going into this 1-0, but I've got a strong suspicion as to who is going to be going 2-0 and who is going to be going 1-1. Chargers limped past the Bengals last week, which, considering the Bengals' performance last night, isn't too bad of a thing, uh, but you've got to hope that they step up. I think that the Chargers are going to be playing from behind quite a bit this week, which means that Sarod Taylor is going to have to pass that ball a little bit more. And I am just crossing everything that that is to Austin Eckler. It was worrying to see his uh, how such little usage in the passing game last week. So hopefully he can get a little bit more. That being said, he got 19 carries, which he converted for 84 yards. And all it takes is for a touchdown to have a serviceable fantasy football performance week. So I am starting Austin Eckler. Uh, Justin Jackson is, I tipped him to be the, the running back two behind Austin Eckler this year, but uh, Josh Kelly has taken advantage of the fact that uh, he injured his quad. He is doubtful for this game, so I am firing up Kelly as well. He is the goal line back. He is going to get the work and he's going to get some, some good carries there. Uh, Joe Bosa, he has flagged up on the injury report this week, which could be a good news for the, the, the Chiefs, their offensive line, and of course, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Keenan Allen, I am... Um, no, I wasn't sold last week. Uh, maybe in a PPR format where you are just relying on that, the fact that he's going to catch five, six, seven balls just to get those points on the board, but nothing big there. Mike Williams, of course, he's been battling with a shoulder injury. I thought he looked really good last week despite the shoulder injury. He took some big hits, uh, so he's getting roughed about a bit, but he has been a full participant in practice all week. I am firing up Mike Williams because Terod seems to like him. On the opposite side of the ball, Clyde Edwards. Yeah, of course, you drafted him in the first round if it was a draft towards the end of the year. So, yeah, you're going to play him, of course, and you're going to feel confident about it. Tyreek Hill, yeah, he's a go again. Sammy Watkins, 
This is the million dollar question. Are we starting Sammy Watkins? And I'm going, yes. I'm going to get bitten by this, but I am going for a yes. And I'm not going to feel good about it. But especially in your slightly deeper leagues, let's go with Sammy Watkins. Uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, you're going to start. And uh, either defence, I think we're going to have a little bit of a shootout here. We'll go shootout 4.5 because I think it's going to be half of a shootout. We'll go 4.5. So, yeah, let's, let's go Chargers and Chiefs. Rob, back to you. Uh, I'm just going to extend your two minutes just slightly by saying I drafted the Chargers defense everywhere. Uh, I think I've got them in like 10 out of my 14 leagues, potentially. Um, I am, I'm not playing them this week. I have had a waiver kind of drop my worst player, pick up my second defense just for this week only because I can't, I can't trust Patrick Mahomes in a negative, positive way. Uh, you know, I think he's, I think he's just going to destroy uh, anyone in his path, including elite corners, including elite defenses. I love the Chargers defense and I'll stick him straight back in next week. I just worry about Patrick Mahomes. So that's just one thing just to add on to yours. Uh, I will uh, pick up, um, I'll go Texans, Ravens. Um, the Ravens should destroy the Texans. Uh, the Texans were not good against the Chiefs. The box score lies to you if you didn't watch it. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start with the Texans. Uh, Will Fuller is probably the bright spark. Can he do it again? I don't know. This Ravens defense is pretty lit. Um Brandon Cooks, I haven't seen an injury report on him. I've just written an injury report. I should have probably looked at Brandon Cooks. I think he's probably in because he was in last he's week. Limited. He's been limited all week. So he's 50-50, so you can't trust him. Jordan Aikens, are you really starting Jordan Aikens? No. Uh, David Johnson, here you go. Here's one that can be can be played. Um, however, again, Baltimore linebackers seem to be pretty good against the run, so I wouldn't trust it, really. You could probably throw him in your flex. Let's flip over to positive news. Let's go to the Ravens. The Ravens, you can fire up Marquise Brown because he is the wide receiver one. He got 100, over 100 yards last week. He is Lamar Jackson's favorite little wide receiver out there. Um, so you can start him up. Obviously, you're starting Lamar Jackson because he runs for like 733 yards a game. Um, that's a lie. It was actually not so many last week. I um, can't remember what it was. Off the top of my head, I should probably have that in front of me, but I'm not a regular analyst, so there you go. Miles uh, um, Boykin had a, had a couple of catches, uh, and obviously uh, over the middle, um, your, 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 your little tight end. There. I keep saying you're little. Why am I saying you're little? Just because Marky's brown. I, I'm, I'm heightened. <laughs> um, you, you're starting Mark Andrews because he's, you know, he's, a, he's a double touchdown threat in every game this year. Yeah, Ravens certainly looked good last week. And you mentioned that Lamar Jackson uh, didn't rush for too many yards last week. But what happened in week one last year? He, I think he, he didn't rush for very many yards at all last year. He, oh, threw, he threw his five touchdowns. Uh, he, he established himself as a passer in the first That's game right. last year. That's right. Yeah. And, then, um, and then ran away for the rest of the season. So maybe this is history <laughs> repeating itself there. Maybe. So. Let me just touch on the running back. Sorry, I didn't mention the running backs uh, from the Ravens. I think Mel um, Melvin Ingram. No, he's not on that Mark. team. <laughs> Mark Ingram. Um, I think he gets a sort of a second shot of it this this week. He didn't really get get involved last week. Uh, I think he had the most carries, but he didn't really do much with it. Uh, Jacob Dobbins had the touchdowns, but I think that reverts back. I think Ingram has another chance. I would be starting Ingram um, in a in a flex 
possibly RB2 if, if, he, if he need to. Um, but I won't worry too much about Ingram. I think he's going to have a fine play this week and a fine play the rest of the season. James, who are you taking? So I've got, I've got to decide which is going to be mine and which is going to be the irrelevant matchup or Mr. Irrelevant matchup, however you want to term it. I'm going for the Bills and the Dolphins. So um, Buffalo, the interesting thing recently is that John Brown hasn't practiced much this week at all and is looking questionable. Despite playing 90% of snaps last week and looking pretty decent and getting a score of his own as well. So um, with the, with him sort of looking slightly questionable, it's um, Stefan Diggs is looking like a decent play this week. Um, the Dolphins didn't show themselves in glory last week against the Patriots. So I'm kind of comfortable with any, well, most parts of the Bills offense. And Rob will be happy that I think Dawson Knox actually has a decent shout, uh, a decent game. He could be a good option. Can I, can I just jump in? Uh, John Brown was a full participant today. Um, <laughs> so sorry, full participant yesterday and today. So looks like he might be good actually. Ah, so yeah, the article I was I was referring to must have been back on sort of Thursday afternoon. So okay, well that still I still think that I like Diggs over Brown, but uh, if people are starting to panic about Brown, then fair enough. I'd yep. be leaving him on my bench for the time being anyway. Um, the running back situation is is interesting because I think Singletary and Moss are both startable, but. They're not your RB1 or 2. They are flex or in deeper roster or starting rosters. Um, Josh Allen, I'm comfortable playing unless you're in a league where interceptions cost you really, really dearly. Um, and even then, he's got that much upside with on, his, on the ground. I think you've got to play him anyway. Um, Dolphins-wise, uh, Devontae Parker looks like he's, he's sort of... Just a bit better than 50-50 to play now. I think it's sort of 75-25 that he's going to play. So uh, it's whether you do you trust playing someone who's not 100% fit, but it is Devontae Parker in that offense who they really need him. Um, so I'd be inclined to play him if you have him. He did have a pretty high draft price. The problem is the Bills, you know, they are pretty strong at shutting down top wide receivers. So, yeah, take you know, take that with a pinch of salt if you wish. Um, that running game, I want to wait and see how it settles out. Jordan Howard, Miles Gaskin, anybody else. Matt Breida might even come back into Robins, but I don't want to play any of them this week, pretty much anywhere. Just I want to find out what happens. And I think Fitz Magic's magic may be disappearing. Um, he could have a comeback game, but I'm not trusting for it. So he wouldn't be one I'd be picking up off waivers. And that leaves oh, me. Defense oh. are pretty good. Sorry. <laughs> and that leaves me with the New York Football Giants and the Chicago Bears, which is a football game happening this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, gents. <laughs> it was my idea to come up with this draft system, and I've been left with this one. Saquon Barkley, let's not read too much into the fact that he was a bust last week. He is still arguably the best running back in the in the league. So let's go. Uh, let's fire him up with, with confidence. He's going to have those games, but he's also going to have games where he scores you 40, 40 fantasy points. Darius Slayton, let's go. I was, I was hot on him going into the season. His touchdown last week was great. And if we can see some more of that with, with Danny Jones and him, let's go. Golden Tate is on the... Injury report as questionable with a hamstring injury, as seems to be the case with every single other wide receiver in the league this year. So let's go Danny Jones uh, and 
uh, Barry Slayton, uh, Evan Ingram as well. Where you've drafted him, you've got to start him. Although I, I believe if you pick someone up on the waiver wire, such as Johnny Smith, uh, OJ Howard, maybe that you're considering starting them over over Evan Ingram this week. On the Chicago Bears, Alan Robinson uh, seemed to have patched up his relationship with the, the Chicago Bears. Earlier in the week, he deleted everybody from his social media. He deleted all of his Instagram posts related to the Bears. He removed them from his Twitter bio. But apparently, him and Matt Nagy have had a honest sit-down in a room and talked everything out and sorted out all their problems. Anthony Miller was the guy that got the touchdown last week, but I believe that Alan Robinson is going to be the guy that gets the most work this season. So play Alan Robinson. Heck, let's play Anthony Miller as well. Let's let's double up there. David Montgomery, I wasn't too hot on him going into the season, but he looked serviceable last week. It wasn't a game script that favoured him too well last week with being down to the to the Detroit Lions and in the comeback. I think they're going to have a better time of it here against the New York Giants, so I'm going to be more confident about starting David Montgomery this week. Golden, uh, not Golden State, Tariq Cohen, I expected more of him last week, especially in a, a passing come-from-behind matchup. I did expect more from him in PPR format, so that's going to be one to watch out for. I'm not going to play him for a little while yet. And tight ends, Jimmy Graham. I'm, I'm not playing Jimmy Graham. Uh, Cole Komet, no, it's 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 grim. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, let's not buy into the hype. One week wonder, in my opinion. Let's let's not go all out on Mitch Trubisky this year. Let's not play him either this week. But again, don't expect too many fantasy points out of this matchup in general. So that concludes our rundowns for the for the games this week. We didn't do too badly last week, so let's hope we go better this week. And the full 10 yards listen league, let's have a quick rundown of that. Week one is in the box, uh, and we've already had our first player drop out of the league, which was uh, interesting to say the least. Said person drafted Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, George Kittle, clearly thinking it was a tight end premium league, which it is not. So big thanks to Jack Humphrey over at the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast for coming in and taking over that orphan team, which you don't see too often in redraft leagues. <laughs> However, some, <laughs> de- <laughs> some decent fantasy performances there with Team Scud 67 taking the week with 206 points uh, and Team Tidy, the Hallards, coming in the close second with 191.56 fantasy points. I unfortunately lost my first matchup, but there is still plenty to play. It is a 16-week league, so let's see who we can go with there. Good luck to everybody involved with that. It's been a high-powered, high-tempo podcast. I've enjoyed it. James, what what are your thoughts on how the podcast has gone and and thoughts into the weekend in general? I like the draft format, actually. There's a bit of jeopardy. Switch it around who ends up with the Mr. Irrelevant pick. This could be your feature. But, yeah, <laughs> if anyone listening to this, you know, tweet us. Let us know what you think. Because, um, yeah, we're always trying to improve and find, make things a bit more interesting. You know, whether you listen to this on your commute or whether you're just sat in bed with your headphones in trying not to wake the other half. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the weekend. I haven't got much planned apart from just, you know, Red Zone, which is pretty much the, you know, block that out every week for me. Um, so yeah, it's um, you know not I've not got exactly long until I have a baby disrupting most of my life. So I'm going to enjoy my empty weekends while I have them. When's your baby due, James? End of, Nove- end of November. So end um, of November. Okay. So, so I'm a bit, so we're a bit ahead of you. During the season, you're going to hear screaming in the background. Well, my, mine's due on the well, mine's coming because we've booked, we booked in the 
C-section today. Um, it's coming on the 9th of October. So, so yeah, we'll have screaming before that as well. So we had double screaming <laughs> at the end of uh, in December. That'd be fun. Yeah, I was saying uh, earlier in the week, it, it got to Tuesday night, I got home from work about half past six and I was nodding off. I said that the players weren't the only ones that, that missed out on a pre-season. Uh, I certainly missed out on a pre-season. Having the, the, the late nights in week one certainly took its toll on me. So, yeah, all the best to you two with, with screaming babies in the house. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm glad that... I'm, I've I've already got my license because we've got one already. So you know I've I've already been there, done it, got the got the yeah, got the pooey t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff so make sure you head over to the full 10 yards fantasy twitter at f10y fantasy uh, we had james's hype train earlier in the week we've got the starts and sits for the whole games uh, we had my trade offerings on wednesday and rob your injury report has just gone out with updates going into later in the week rob uh, I've got my uh, the rankings team are coming together as well. Uh, they'll be out um, either late Saturday or early Sunday. Um, a little spoiler alert: my my personal rankings this week. Hunter Henry is my tight end one uh, on the week. I think he's going to have a good week. Um, sorry, sorry, Hunter Henry is my tight end two after Jared Cook. I should say uh, Jared Cook is my number one this week. Uh, and just uh, yeah, it's no real surprises. Wide receivers: uh, Marvin Jones cracks my top twelve. Um, but sort of familiar names on there, just looking through them. Uh, just thought I'd just jump in with some sort of players that are a bit sort of sleepery kind of thing, but are in my top 12s. Um, Chris Herndon, Johnny Smith. Yeah, um, look out for the rankings coming out on Saturday, Sunday. Wonderful stuff. Loads going on. Head over to the website, www.full10yards.com. That has been up for us this week. However you're watching football this weekend, make sure you enjoy it. Make sure you get involved on the socials and we will see you next week when hopefully we have won another fantasy football matchup. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website, www.full10yards.com, where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL General, Fantasy Football, College Football, and even Britball. Thanks for listening, and remember, folks, keep those eyes peeled.